Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 220. Thank you guys so much for making TeacherCast your home for professional development, especially these times of years when we're going through so much as educators. We have distant learning. We have distant classrooms. There's a lot of stuff going on. And there's so many questions to be asked. Today, we're going to be tackling some of these very difficult yet very important topics about distance learning. How do we do it? How do we keep it up? What does mobile learning look like? And today with my guests, we're going to tackle the question of what happens when we go back to school? What will we look like? I want to bring on my first guest today. He's the chief product officer of a great company called Promethean, Mr. Steve Hollowell. Steve, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm doing great, Jeff. I am uh, learning to work in new ways and doing a lot of uh, telecommuting, as well as uh, helping my kids with their homework every day. So we're we're living distance learning, just like the rest of the country. You know, it's not easy being homeschooled. It's not easy teaching distance learning, as of course everybody by now knows. These are things that are just starting to become commonplace. What is life like for you these days? What is it like to homeschool and, and still work and, and, and be a part of this whole educational community? What's going on these days, Steve? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. You know, just as a little bit of background, my kids go to school in the school district uh, outside of Seattle where the very first uh, coronavirus deaths occurred in the United States. So we were, uh, I think, the first school district to actually close its doors in the U.S. this year. Um, I can tell you that I see an incredible amount of focus and communication coming out of the school district. Um, and from the very first day, they, they leaped into action and said, OK, we're going to close the school. What does that mean? We've got to provide lunches. We've got to provide one-to-one -one devices and Internet access. How are we going to? How are we going to create a curriculum? How are we training teachers? How are we going around that? Um, they have been phenomenal at the amount of effort and focus they've put into it. Um, and uh, I, I wish that I could live up to that amount of focus and effort as a parent. Um, I'm uh, now more than ever much more appreciative of the professionalism and dedication that, that teachers and administrators have. Uh, every single day. So I, my hat's off to them. You know, we're doing the same thing everybody does. I'm, I'm down there making sure the kids can find their teams or their Zoom call and we're checking with Google Classroom and doing our attendance questions and other things. And at the end of the day, hopefully we're, we're uh, getting all the work done and learning something along the way. But it's, uh, it's a lot of change. Uh, but it's also an opportunity for me to, to get a little closer to what the, the schoolwork my kids are doing. So uh, it, it certainly is uh, a positive experience for us to try and come together and figure it out. You know, a, a lot of what you said is ringing true. You know, as we're recording this, I'm in my fifth week of doing distance teaching with my students. We're yeah. in that rhythm. And at the same time, we're also homeschooling our six-year-old triplets. And so we're pulling double duty on both ends of this. And, and it's really, really important to know that the teachers out there are doing everything that they can and are doing an amazing job as both parents and teachers. And, you know, that's why I'm so excited about this episode today and how we're going to talk about wrapping everything up. I want to bring on my next guest today. She's the chief marketing officer from Prometheum, Ms. Cheryl Miller. Cheryl, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. I'm doing well. It's good to chat with you again. 
It is good to have you on. How are things with you? How is the family? How are you coping with distant learning, distant teaching, and really the world that we live in now? Uh, we're doing okay. I definitely have realized that uh, I like to control uh, what happens in my life. So whereas normally I would love to be working from home, the fact that somebody is now telling me I need to work from home changes the, the fun out of it. Um, my kids are doing well. They are adapting. I think it's, it's a little sad for them. Uh, a lot of, you know, things that were planned for the year aren't happening. Vacations. Uh, we just, you know, had spring break. Um, my son just turned 13 and we did a virtual birthday party for him. You know, they have friends who, uh, are older, you know, graduations and proms aren't happening. So it's a very different time emotionally for the kids. And I think it just has come to show how important technology is, uh, really in our day-to-day -day life, um, gives us the ability to actually continue on, uh, with learning and, and with a lot of our our jobs and, and things that we need to get done. You know, it's amazing what really did happen over the last couple months. It came, it hit. I know in my school district, we really only had a day to plan. I know other school districts mm -hmm. had a week, two weeks because of spring break happening. Talk to us a little bit about this from the end of the Promethean company. How has COVID, how has all of these changes really molded what's been happening at Promethean recently? Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I can start off and then I'll ask uh, Cheryl to, to bring some order to my thoughts. Uh, we're using a pretty good tag team like that. Um, you know, part of Promethean as a regular commercial company, we've, we've had all of our employees working from home. Um, one of the wrinkles that we have is that we make large format devices that teachers use in classrooms. We also make the world's leading uh, lesson delivery software with Active Inspire and Classflow, which is browser-based. And so we're a software and a hardware company. The part of my job that's hardware-oriented has seen uh, over the past month and a half, I've been shipping you know, 86-inch touch panels to the living rooms of my engineers so that they can do development and test at home in the midst of their own homeschooling and, and family environment. Um, the software work has continued on at a pretty rapid clip. Um, and one of the things that we've taken away from this is an underlying concept that, you know, when you start thinking about distance learning and tools that teachers uh, use and that students use, um, we were tempted right away to think about, well, what, what new thing can we create? Um, how can we get something out there that helps people? Um, and one of the things that, that, dawned on us very early is that if you have a completely separate set of tools for a remote learning scenario, right? Let's, let's fast forward. We all go back to school in, in August, September, everybody's in school buildings. And then maybe there's a really bad flu system uh, uh, outbreak next year. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe there's just snow and, uh, you know, New Rochelle, uh, New Jersey or somewhere has to be out for a week and you want to flip over to that distance learning uh, environment that you've learned how to use during this coronavirus period, one of the things that's going to be really important is that people know how to use the tools that teachers have spent so much time now figuring out how to teach a class can automatically keep teaching, whether they're in a physical public school, private school classroom, or they're, as you are, teaching from your living room or spare bedroom. 
And so one of the keys to that is to make sure that you can use the tools that you're using every day in the classroom to do distance learning. So one of the things that we've been doing and replanning and, and, and moving resources around and other things is to put more distance learning capabilities into our classroom tool set, whether it's the panels or it's the software, so that when it comes time to say, oh, tomorrow we're distance learning, maybe the answer is going to be, you know what? That's no sweat. I'm using that same stuff every day. It's just another day teaching for me. Uh, so that's that's one of the kind of findings that we're having and the direction we're trying to take. And it does mean doing a lot of replanning. Uh, I had a whole docket of things that we wanted to deliver this year that is now uh, taking a back seat and we're we're refocusing. Well, the thing that that I'm impressed with overall for you know every ed tech company is everyone's ability to stop, reevaluate. And, and really get the feedback from their users and have the this conversation with teachers. So when teachers, as you said, are saying we like the software or the hardware or the app, whatever it is in the classroom, but now we need this. Talk to us a little bit about what distance learning and, and this entire environment that we're living in, what has that done for the communication that Promethean has between uh, mm -hmm. you know, your product teams and the classroom teachers? Yeah. As you said, things are changing rapidly now. Yeah, they really are. Um, and Cheryl, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about our close relationship with teachers and our education consultant community, because I think that is a, is a we got lucky. Promethean has this thing built in that, that I'd like Cheryl to talk to that many other companies in EdTech don't have or don't have at the scale that we do. I, I honestly tell you, it, it's, it's much as much about who we think we are and where we come from as an intentional plan. But Cheryl, if, if you want to, take them through the, the education consultants uh, group that we have and what that does for us. Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting to be a CMO right now, um, you know, where your, your job is to market, as Steve said, a large form factor device that sits in the classroom when no one's in the class. And so it, it shifts your way of thinking and you really do put the student and the teacher and that community first in thinking through what's what's important and, and how do you balance the things that they need to know about with the right kind of sentiment of what's actually occurring from a, a health and safety standpoint. Um, and it's it's delicate and it's been it's been challenging, but it, it's also brought, I would say, our own team uh, together uh, very strongly. So we've got a number of education consultants around the globe and a really large group within the U.S. They work every day um, with te the teachers and, and the community. Um, all of them were previous teachers uh, in, in past lives. And so through social media, um, through webinars, through live demos, um, we still continue to engage and to do training and webinars and try to stay connected to make sure that they're able to, to uh, utilize our tools, um, building out their lessons uh, and making sure that they're staying connected with their students. And so uh, I've seen a ton of really, really good, what we would call resources coming out of the education consultants, whether it could be um, flip charts uh, or lessons, canned lessons that can be taken and used. So they're actually going and building these out and providing them 
uh, for the teaching community. And then as Steve mentioned with the software, we've also seen uh, a pretty big increase in, in downloads and, and usage of our lesson delivery software. So um, we've got, a, I think, a good connection there. And it's really just figuring out what's the right level of information to be providing and how do you do it with all the, the COVID-19 noise that's in the email system right now? Um, but I think having had that group connected socially and digitally already has been a really good resource uh, for our community. Well, I, I can't echo that more. You know, we have an opportunity here on TeacherCast to interact with hundreds of tech coaches from across the country. These are the educators out there that are the rock stars. They are the ones that are helping not only the teachers that are the high flyers, but they're spending the time on all staff members to make sure that we can take those amazing lessons that we're doing in the classroom. And, you know, using the SAMR model, we substitute what's going on into these digital lessons. Our job has turned, you know, upside down and it is your tech coaches it is those 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 go-getter teachers that are out there leading the forefront that's really making this transition very easy talk to us a little bit about the program that you guys have you have educators helping you guys out to really shape what's happening inside of digital classrooms yeah definitely we've long believed that we have uh, more than 25 educators that are full-time staff at Promethean, as Cheryl mentioned, some of them are direct out of the classroom in the last 12 months. Um, and we've had folks that have been with us for more than a decade, um, and they are highly prized resources. So one of the things that they've generated uh, is a mobile learning guide, uh, which talks a bit about how to use Promethean resources uh, in a mobile or distance learning uh, environment. Uh, talks about the benefits of mobile learning, right, that flexibility to to, to be wherever you are and deliver that, uh, that uh, instructional experience, to be able to do self-paced learning for students and how to actually accommodate that. Uh, and you know, as a teacher in the classroom, what, what I hear back from our education consultants is trying something out for the first time can be fantastic and it also can be very risky and painful. So being able to have someone else think through it, plan it out, get into the detail, not just some hand wavy high level thing and give you something prescriptive um, is is very important. So uh, Cheryl and her team and the education consultants have created this mobile learning guide that we've posted uh, on our website. And it's it's, you know, how to focus on one student, not the whole class when you're in that online environment. Um, how to how to pace yourself as you go through this kind of uh, new experience. Just learning how to present, get feedback, not really even so much use the tools, but but pace yourself and understand, you know, the new time you have available and how you have to match the lesson to the time available is that's a whole new thing as well. So we've tried to grab some of that uh, and and pull that together on behalf of teachers and make it available to everybody just by by hitting the Promethean website. Um, the other part of this is uh, we know that everybody's going to go back to class. I, mm. I almost feel like I, I should say that, like, like it's a big reveal. I'm, I'm personally convinced as a parent, I want my kids to get out of the house <laughs> and I want them to go back to school. Um, I want the professionals, the qualified teachers that know how to teach biology and trigonometry and physics 
to teach them those things uh, in the classroom environment. I frankly, I want them to see their friends and I want them to have the social support uh, and interactions that they have in schools as well. Um, and so having schools make sure that they make the time to do the professional development uh, that we'll need to do in the summer just before back to school um, to really make this stuff gel and put it back together. Um, that's super important. And we, we, as a company, we do professional development as well. And we are now working on well, what, what changes do we need to make to our PD so that we can build distance learning or mobile learning into it um, and deliver that just as part of the normal experience. Because we do think there's a no new normal here. And whether it's snow days or a new flu or some other thing, there's a potential here that schools are going to want to say, you know, uh, student X was out sick today. Here's your lesson. You can, you can review it uh, tonight or over the weekend and catch up or the whole class will be out. And how does that work? So I think the professional development and pursuing that training uh, is certainly important. It's something we're trying to queue up. Um, and then the other part is just to ease that transition back. Um, we want to make sure that we're making the tech very approachable and uh, basically leading in with that to say, you know, to some extent, we've been able to continue the same teaching practices for years and years and years. Uh, but at some point, you get to the point where you say, you know, my classroom should have all one-to-one -one devices. And those devices should go home with kids and come back. And we should train them how to use them. And maybe that's a, maybe that's a great teaching experience that we should incorporate, um, like, more uniformly across my school or my district. And how can Promethean help with that? So we're we're focused on on a bunch of different things there to try and provide support for that. Well, you had mentioned the term a new normal. This is something that I'm hearing a lot pop up, not just on the podcast, but even in, you know, faculty meetings that we happen to have. And, yeah. you know, I've been thinking a lot about what is the entrance plan. We've been having these conversations with other tech coaches, and, and really there's two. There's the what happens if we have to go back to school with a few days left, a week or so left. And then there's the, all right, how do we enter September? Um, even today, I heard that there's schools that are planning a fall graduation for this year's ex, you know, exiting students. And, and you know, no one knows what's going on. And obviously, right now, there are schools that are planning for what happens if we have to go distant learning in the fall for, you know, for another COVID attack, for another flu attack, for anything like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the nice thing about this is, as we mentioned earlier, is all these ed tech companies, including the great work that's happening at Promethean, these conversations are happening. So we know yeah. that when this happens again, or if this happens again, the companies are going to be prepared. The apps are going to be better prepared. The teachers, the students, and, and dare I even say the families are going to be better prepared for all of this stuff. Um, yeah, I could absolutely see a time where instead of having a snow day, we just teach from home. And the apps, applications work, the Chromebooks go home, the Windows laptops go home, and everything is absolutely there. Cheryl, what do you think about all of this? You know, coming up with an entrance plan, coming out with, you know, multiple roads coming yeah. out of this, uh, this pandemic that we're on right now. We have, we've been working towards kind of a, a, a now and, and future. And so what are the things that Promethean can do right now to make it really easy for our teachers to engage with students. There's, um, 
there's some life lessons that are going on uh, with kids right now in, in responsibility, um, time management, planning. You know, it, it's much more kind of social skills that are being built through this as they're also uh, doing their, their math and science learnings. And so what, what does Promethean have today that we can offer to the teachers? So that's been one component. Um, and Steve mentioned uh, the mobile learning guide. Uh, we created a, a website with kind of the one-stop shop stuff for teachers. We've been doing webinars that I mentioned. So that's that. And then in, in the background, what are all the things that we can do to help prepare for when we need to go back to school? And that could be from many different areas. So in the case of uh, distance learning every day, so we do have a snow day and instead of it being a day off, it is now we switch to distance learning. And how do you go from the panel in the classroom and the learning um, in, in person to taking that home at night and doing your homework to the next day where you're, you're doing remote teaching or remote learning? And, and how do we work you know, that seamlessly? It also could be from an IT professional's perspective where maybe they're going to want to come in and actually do um, updates and upgrades or, you know, get their ed tech uh, more solidified in the classroom and be able to manage uh, their panels and devices a little bit better and more seamlessly so that when those transitions occur, uh, it's easier to, to manage. Um, and so we've been working on the what would a compressed learning environment look like? What if when we come back from this, we find that the achievement scores from students and you know being homeschooled and the parents taking some of the leadership isn't as good as in the classroom? And what would that look like? And so how would compressed learning happen um, or accelerated learning to those seamless transitions between in the class and at home? Um, and then also just in the, the management of, of the products and the management of the classroom from a, a technology perspective. One of the things that has been a theme, I think, both in social media and in, in meetings and in, in you know life right now is trying to lead a group of educators without really knowing that path. Talk to us a little bit about your thoughts, not only just as an ed tech company that's trying to lead and be innovative, but really nobody knows what's going to happen, what's it going to look like. You're creating hardware and software, but at some point in time, as you mentioned, software that needs to go home without the hardware. And, and with us mm -hmm. as teachers, we don't know what this is going to look like. We don't know how this is going to work. And tomorrow, the features of the apps that we're using might be completely different. So how do you prepare professional development? Steve, talk to us a little bit about the importance of leadership and, and what does it take to really be successful when you, you really don't know what's in front of you? Yeah. So there is a there is a design concept that is it sounds a bit ridiculously simple and almost evasive, but uh, it's one that I think is really appropriate for this scenario. Uh, and that is simply that there are scenarios where you are designing a solution and you know that there are unknowns. Right. There are other design uh, scenarios where uh, you do understand completely what the thing is that you're trying to build and you can go and you can you can build that. And that that allows you to do certain things and make certain decisions around the architecture, how the how the pieces come together in the scenario where, you know, there are unknowns where we know that 
I'm not exactly sure if uh, there will be a, a go-to uh, unified communications model out there for everything. Today, I know that I want to be able to integrate with Google Classroom, with Teams, with Zoom, uh, with, quite frankly, anything my schools have out there. Um, and so that's an unknown. I don't know which one it is, and I know that I'm probably going to have a requirement to integrate better and to take steps out of workflow, make fewer clicks, and, and more elegant things happen. So we're doing architecture and product planning from the perspective of saying there are specific things we don't know. Let's recognize what they are, and let's create architectures that can change and be updated when we do get that information. Um, and so we've shifted to that type of product building and planning process, simply recognizing that uh, the ground is shifting and it's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll create what's called a loosely coupled system so that we can make these changes as appropriate later without terrific expense or without impact on the customer side. Um, and that's, that's really one of the things we've been uh, internalizing and that I've been talking to my team about as, uh, as a leader in the group is to say, okay, by the way, I don't have the answers either. I've, I've had plenty of people ask me, I have no idea. I have some uh, uh, opinions, but I'm going along with this just like everybody else, of course. But I can recognize that I don't have the answer. Therefore, we're not going to know. We should create a loosely coupled system. If I have to take something out and replace it with something else later, then let's build the system specifically to do that. Um, and there have been examples of that kind of systems design and product development for decades. This is nothing new. Um, it's just that we, we tend to want to know all the answers first and then create an architecture and, a, and design a product. But you can do it the other way and, and simply build it so that it can change and grow over time. And that's what we've been doing. Now, Steve, you obviously have a team. And you've got years and years of, of leadership ability with everybody on your team combined. I, mm -hmm. I want both of you, if you can, speak to that new teacher that might be listening to this. Maybe not have tenure yet, maybe in their first couple years of teaching, maybe even in, in a brand new school district. How does that person put those, uh, th those ideas, those concepts into play, into practice in their own classrooms, in their own planning when – they don't have years of experience to build. How are they successful? You know, one of the things that we hear from our education consultants is you have to make it your own anyway. The reason you're a teacher is because you have a passion for it, because you have a gift for it, you want to make that connection and, and you really want to help convey that knowledge. Um, so you do want to make it your own. Um, having said that, you also want to make sure that you connect with those mentors, those folks that have been around that have uh, you know, been through this and other changes and, and make sure that you have someone that's giving you some opinions, some guidance uh, and go through there. I, I'd also say to that new teacher, you know, um, I'm sure we're not the only ones doing this, but we're creating a ton of instructional videos right now specifically aimed at a teacher that would be new to using technology in the classroom in this way or to new to teaching, you know, distance learning types of things and saying, well, how would I use Promethean stuff and some other, right? If we're, if we're creating something where, for instance, we're using Active Inspire for lesson delivery and Google Classroom for homework assignment, 
how do I do that? So we're, we're creating content that new teachers can go and view uh, so that they can, they can quickly accelerate their learning through this process. Um, and hopefully they'll still be able to provide their own unique perspective and skill and personality and passion with that, because I think that's what really makes education come alive. Cheryl, what do you think? I think Steve's spot on. I think um, the Promethean Academy and, and as you mentioned, the videos that are, are being posted, um, those are very helpful. I'm also a planner, and so I've been working with my kids uh, a lot about, you know, kind of the ounce of, of prevention type of thing and really just trying to map it out. And so if I was new coming in, I would want to tap into resources that are available to me, talk to my mentors, and then build out my own map or my old plan for how I would like to put something forward. And then then you adjust from there. I've noticed over the last couple of weeks that, you know, the first week of homeschooling was a, or of remote learning was a little rocky. The second one's gotten better. You know, this third one, everything Monday morning, we had all the emails out. Here's what you need to know for the whole week. And so I do think that a little bit of practice and, and making sure that you've mapped out that plan um, would be beneficial. Guys, first of all, I want to say thank you both for coming on and returning on to TeacherCast. What I know after going through at least five weeks of this, looking down many, many more to come and possibly some into next year is I think it's okay that I don't know what's going on. That keeps me mm -hmm. on my toes, but that also allows me to have that flexibility as a teacher. I think, as, as you know, we said here, when you're first getting into distance learning, you really do want to take everything you're, you're doing and you're used to and putting it in a new environment, sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't. But what helps us out is to have software applications like, as you had mentioned, Google Classroom, something that can be completely malleable back and forth. And of course, all the great software solutions from Promethean that is able to be changed to not just be a classroom solution, but really an at-home solution. Mm -hmm. Guys, I want to give you guys the last word here. I'll start with Cheryl, but where do you see the education world I'll even say six months, right? Because as we're recording this right now, we know that the ISTE conference is not in the summertime. It's now in the fall. Where do you see things when we meet each other again in Anaheim at ISTE in November? In November? I, I think I'm just trying to see what's going to happen in like August, September. Um, I, I mean, I believe we will go back to the classroom, as Steve said. I believe we'll go back with some um, some good learnings of ways that we can we can grow engagement with students, uh, and we can do that both in and out of class. And so I do think that new norm is going to be a, a combination, and and ed tech is is right at the forefront of that. Um, for ISTE, uh, I still am going pretty strong on ISTE planning. Um, I'm. I'm looking forward to, to being there and having a good event. I, I, I think by then, if, if things, if the curve continues to flatten and, and things do get back to normal and people feel safe, uh, I actually think ISTE could be a really big event. It could be the first time that people in the education space come together. And so um, where some people are thinking that, you know, there might be some hesitation, uh, that I think it could be like, Let's go find out what do we need to do and get our get our stuff in order for 2021. So I'm I'm maybe more optimistic or bullish 
um, in the sense of uh, when we come back, we're going to come back, I think, stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would echo that, Cheryl. I think to, to be, uh, you know, I, I because I, I like to build things for a living, I have to be optimistic that it'll work out. Otherwise, I would never start. And so part of that optimism, when I look at November, I think we come back to school um, as a country that has a deeper appreciation for the everyday challenges that school systems, that teachers and administrators have. Uh, and then we recognize those things. I, I anticipate that we should have new legislation, legislation passing through Congress uh, to provide real and specific funding to help improve uh, our, our public school system. I think that this is a great wake-up call uh, for our entire country as parents, as teachers, uh, to pay attention to this incredibly important thing that happens every day like clockwork all around us, almost like this unseen, magical, hidden thing. Well, we're, we're now all having to see it and pay close attention to it every day. I think what happens is we go back to school. I think superintendents get more funding for better technology programs, for better teacher training. I think that we value education in the K-12 sense more highly as a country um, and as, a, as an on-ramp to success in life. And we end up treating education as, uh, as, as the mission-critical, life-critical thing that it deserves to be. And we see even more innovation happening as a result of this learn-from-home distance learning thing. Uh, I think we start hearing education in more uh, conversations about everything. Uh, that, that education and what we do with our kids from K through 12 is critically important. And we should pay attention to this very frequently, whether it's funding or it's engagement or it's other types of things. I'm optimistic that we'll be having those kinds of conversations in November uh, and, and willing to look a little silly. Maybe in November we can unearth this podcast and have a, <laughs> have a few laughs about it. But I, I'm hopeful that, uh, that that's where we are as a result. I, I certainly am hopeful with all of that, too. You know, I, I, I've been thinking about the fact that ISTE is now in November going, hmm. But the fact that you're now breaking apart that first semester that we're coming back to and just saying, OK, where are we? Where are we going? Where where are things going to be just in case? And if then that. But again, we don't know what's happening. And I'm glad that we're having these conversations. I'm glad that teachers are coming together to talk about this. I'm yeah. glad that at least on TeacherCast, Tech coaches are coming together. Principals are coming together. Ed tech companies are coming together. And I want to say thank you guys for taking the time to, to be on the show today and, and support this very, very important topic. Um, Cheryl, Steve, thank you so much for your time. I'll, I'll leave you guys the last words here. Where can we go to learn more about Promethean and how do we get connected with your great company? Uh, you can visit us at uh, www.prometheanworld.com or you can uh, search for the Promethean Academy, which would be academy.prometheanworld.com. Both of those are options. And, of course, we're going to have those links and all of this great stuff to Promethean and prometheanworld.com on our show notes. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 220. We want to say thank you guys so much 
for taking the time of making TeacherCast your home for professional development. Don't forget there's several other great things on TeacherCast. If you're a tech coach, you can visit us at askthetechcoach.com. Check out our blogs. Check out our weekly podcast, Ask the Tech Coach. If you're looking to be innovative in your classroom or even at home, you can check out everything at podcastingwithstudents.com and learn how to bring audio and video in front of your students to keep them engaged throughout this season. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for spending time with us, and thank you one more time to Cheryl and Steve. So on behalf of Cheryl, Steve, and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.